0: Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Holy shit, you guys, it is 2022. I am so excited. It is time to put all of 2021 in the past, except for what we learned. We're bringing that into 2022, the things that made us better, the things that made us stronger, the things that made us who we are today, that stuff, that gets to come with us. But the shit that happened that we want to leave in the past, the people who hurt us, the people who didn't... Want to keep up with us and the way that we were changing for the better. That shit, they're they're staying in 2021. Bye bye. Um, But you guys, I'm mostly excited because it is a new year. And that means that I don't have to think about my New Year's plans for another 12 months. And nothing makes me happier than that. I'm wondering though, at what point in this week, in this month, do we get to stop emailing people saying happy new year? Like, hope you're enjoying the new year. Hope you had great holidays. Like at some point, we're going to have to stop saying happy new year. And we're already a few days into the new year. And I'm already sick of it. But I obviously had to say happy new year to you guys, because you guys are my family. I'm so excited. Because it's also a year since seeing other people came out, which is incredibly wild and just surreal to say. I mean, the last year has been absolutely incredible. I Have grown so much. I have learned so much about myself, about dating, relationships, love, communication, life, partnerships, and about all of you. And I am so honored that you guys are still on this journey with me. For those of you who have been around since the beginning, like you mean the world to me. For those of you who have, jumped in along the way and are here today. Thank you so much for coming on this ride and for being open to what I have to say and what I've experienced and what the guests I've brought on this podcast have to say. And I have no idea where my life is going to be what in this time next year. I have no idea what 2022 is going to bring for Alana for seeing other people for all of you. But I'm so excited to continue this journey. And I mean, there's so much that I have in store for you. There's so much I'm sure that is going to happen this year that I can't even imagine right now. It's just, it's really exciting to know that there's a whole year ahead of us that we get to be together in this and we get to learn and we get to laugh and we get to have fun and maybe cry a little and reflect on some things and some moments where we weren't our best or where we were with people who didn't serve us right and weren't treating us the way we deserved, whatever it may be. I'm just so excited for everything that is to come. And I'm just so excited to continue being here with you. So with all of that being said, I can't even tell you how amazing and perfect this first episode of 2022 is. I like planned it out, I think in October, I knew who I wanted to come on this podcast episode. I knew who I wanted to kick off the new year with and I knew what I wanted to talk about. But the actual recording itself and the way the episode turned out is beyond anything that I could have imagined. It is just so right. And like, I'm not someone who believes in like, like good, like energy and stuff like yeah, I guess like I want like good positive energy, whatever. Um, But it's just like, it feels really right. And it feels really perfect for this moment and this moment in time. And I'm super honored that they were here. I have Mia and Carly, the hosts of Mostly Balanced, incredible podcasts about life and wellness and they really cover every single topic. I'll let them explain it more because they are the experts on Mostly Balanced, obviously. And I am just super excited to talk to them about where we... Came from and and what happened in 2021 and what we all experienced together and what we learned from it and what we're able to leave behind in 2021 certain dating habits, certain trends that weren't serving us, that maybe weren't the healthiest dating trends. And we're also going to talk about some predictions for the dating world in 2022. We're also going to talk about how we can be better in our relationships, both romantic and even in some of our friendships. And we are also going to talk about just how you can be your best self in every aspect of your life, whatever that means for you, so that you can show up in your dating life, in your relationships, in the way that is going to help you progress those forward and and get you to the place where you really want. So I am so excited. So I'm going to get right into it. Let's do this. You guys, let's kick off this first episode of 2022. Hell yeah. Happy fucking new year. And we are here. We are officially in the first episode of 2022. Carly, Mia, welcome to the the new year. Welcome to seeing other people.
1: Hi. 2022. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I wow. am so excited Happy that new you year. guys are
0: here. Oh my God. I know it's insane. How did we, we survive 2021, first of all. Like, that's an accomplishment. Um, but why don't you guys introduce yourselves so everyone can get a feel for who you are? And if they don't know about Mostly Balanced, definitely tell them about Mostly Balanced because they need to know about it. And we'll go from there.
2: Yeah, of course. Mia, you go first.
1: Okay. I'm Mia. I live in Brooklyn. I'm the one half of Mostly Balanced with Carly. I am in a relationship. I know we'll talk a lot about relationships. I'm engaged getting married this year. Yay! (laughs) And yes, Mostly Balanced is, well, Carly can introduce herself and I'm sure we'll give a brief intro and invite you all over to our podcast.
2: Yeah, so I'm Carly. I'm also based in New York. We met Alana through this podcasting space. We had her on Mostly Balanced last year in 2021. So definitely go listen to that if you haven't listened to it yet. But Mia and I met now like seven years ago. Both We both worked in advertising. We both worked at an advertising agency, and that's where we met. And then years later, we decided to start a podcast. It started sort of in the wellness realm. So we talk about all different topics, but more and more we focus on dating and relationships and then kind of like how those things relate to all other areas of what you might define as wellness, whether that's like fitness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, career, we really feel like they're all so intertwined. Um, I am 32 years old. I live in New York and I still work in advertising. I work at TikTok and then we do the podcast together on the side.
0: I love it. And I love how you emphasize that like everything really is intertwined because I think that that is so important and something that kind of gets lost on people sometimes where people think like, oh, like my dating life is separate from the rest of my life and the rest of my life has nothing to do with my dating life. Well, that's really not true because everything impacts each other. It's like the way you date and the way you can show up to dates and show up to your relationship and be a partner to someone is based on how you feel mentally, how you feel physically. Like every single aspect of your dating life is influenced by the rest of your life. And then your dating life also influences the rest of your life. So I love how you kind of have picked up on that and have been able to adapt and and mold different episodes and stuff based on that fact. I love that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and like what a perfect time to talk about that right now in the start of a new year.
0: I know. It was also crazy how, how you were like in 2021 last year like what I know yeah <laughs> it's gonna that's gonna be so weird I feel like you know when we're growing up or like going through school and stuff and we have to write the date on like the top right hand corner of our piece of paper that we're like submitting something on I feel like for years I was writing 2012 on things like I just I I'm <laughs> stuck in 2012 I, feel I don't like know lately
1: I've like been like I've been going back. I've been writing like 2019 on everything. I'm like, time is flying by. I don't know what has happened. Carly's saying we've been friends for seven years now. It just like gets longer and longer every time we introduce ourselves (laughs) on a podcast. Like, where is time going?
0: I love that. No, it's really so true. And it's so scary. But like, we're, we're here. It's 2022. It's now. And so because it is a new year, I want to really dive into how we can all be our best selves in dating in relationships in life. Uh, because like we said, it's all intertwined. So let's start with resolutions. First of all, I want to know, do you guys believe in resolutions?
1: I believe in resolutions, but, like, not tied to a specific day. Like, I think I'm always, like, having resolutions for the week, for the day, like, for the month. I don't think you need to, like, tie it to January 1st. If that works for you, like, amazing. Some people, like, need a start date. Like, I'll start tomorrow or next week will be better. That's great. I But I do think... Like for me, at least, I'm always trying to think of ways that I can better myself and whether it's like tomorrow I'm going to have a better fitness routine. So I totally am down to have resolutions, whatever works for you and like makes you feel good. And I think a resolution like it should be something that makes you happy, not like a regimented punishment, which I think a lot of people tend to like that tends to be like the underlying theme of some resolutions, in hopes of like getting better. But like, are they really making you happy? And are you looking forward to starting them? Like, that's a big key.
0: I love that. So, yes to resolutions. No to New Year's resolutions specifically.
1: If it works for you, great. If it works for you, but I yeah. think like resolutions all the time. Let's always sure. have a resolution. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm-
2: I'm big on setting intentions, whether you call it like intention setting, making a resolution, whatever you want to call it. I honestly do love New Year's. Like I, and for the same way that I love birthdays, because I like love these specific dates that give you a reason to evaluate where you're at in your life. Of course. Yes. I believe everyone should do that. Like at the start of every week and at the start of every month and all of that, but realistically they don't. And so I kind of like, don't, I don't know, I don't love like the hate that I feel like they've been getting in recent years, people setting resolutions. Like I think that I'd rather see people sharing the resolutions than sharing like their Spotify wrapped. Like I feel like I'd rather see like people holding themselves accountable and talking about what they want to accomplish in that year. I love to look back. Like I have one (laughs) I have one specific thing that I've had on my like New Year's intentions every year for the past like five years and I still haven't done it. I'll keep adding it, but like that kind of thing, I feel like is probably unnecessary. Like, I think take a realistic look at where you're at, where you want to go and how you can get there and be a little bit more like, um, I don't know, strategic about it.
0: Can you tell us what that thing is?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I won't push you. Oh my um, God. you? <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, Yeah, I feel that I really like how you kind of reframe it as like intentions, um, as opposed to resolutions. But I also do, I do what you said about like, you'd rather see people's New Year's resolutions than people's Spotify rap does resonate with me because it's like, everyone is trying to better themselves. And I do love that about the concept of resolutions. For me, I personally do not quote unquote, believe in New Year's resolutions because they've just never worked for me. I've never like made a New Year's resolution and stuck to it. Um, I, and, and anytime I have made New Year's resolutions, they've been like ridiculous. I know one year I said I was gonna like run, I wanted to try and run a mile every day. For the year.
2: And like <laughs>
0: and if I skipped a day, that was fine, but I wanted to end the year with three hundred and sixty-five miles. Like, I don't run.
1: As I literally thing, like, don't
0: run and I don't want to be a runner.
1: That's the a problem with you're it. Excited about, then that's amazing. You're like, we want to do it. It'll be a fun accomplishment. Like, I feel like people just pull these random resolutions out of nowhere. Like, I'm going to like knit a sweater. Do you even like wanna knit a sweater? Do you just right. like think you should knit a sweater? It's like I think it's I love a resolution too And I think But I want it to be something I'm excited to do And I'm like Like Carly said Like at the end of the year I can be proud That I did this thing And it like made me excited To get up every day And do it Like that's the kind of resolution I'm down to support And then celebrate At the end of the year Mm -hmm.
0: Totally Is there something That you've done consistently Whether it be like For a year Or for a few years Like every single day
1: Just in general In general Every day, probably not. I am, like, Carly and I differ in, like, workout. I'm sure we like, might talk about, like, our wellness routines and stuff. But, like, I, I'm better with, like, a consistent workout. So I love salt drop. And that, I can say, like, since I started doing that digitally, like, that is my workout. I do it not every day, but probably, like, four or five days a week. And it's because it's fun and it's, like, exciting. And I didn't say I'm going to do salt drop five times a week. It just, like, happens. So that's something I'm, like... Proud to say I've done like for a full year. I feel really happy. I feel like confident. I know like a lot stronger. So like those are the types of things, but nothing like every single day I can. I'm not like super big on strict routines. I have two glasses of water every morning.
2: (laughs) It's like, I mean, that sounds very basic, but like I, it's probably, it was probably like three years ago that I was like, I'm going to start like hydrating first thing. And now I can probably count on one hand, like the number of times I haven't had those two full glasses before I do anything. Like literally before I get out of bed, I'll have them.
0: That's really impressive. Like do you, do you fill them up the night before? So it's like you get out of bed (laughs) and they're there. (laughs)
2: I'm really weird and I live alone so I can be weird but so I have one full glass like next to me in bed and I'll drink it as soon as I wake up and then I get up and I brush my teeth and then I get the other glass and then, and then I drink
0: that. Props to you. I, I, I aspire that for that. Change your life.
2: Drink those two glasses of water.
0: I love that. Well, I love like how different both of those things are. And I love how it's like, Mia, you didn't set out to say like, I'm going to do the salt drop every single day or like four or five times a week, but you did it and you felt good because of it and you liked it and you saw it making a positive impact on your life. So you continue to do it. And obviously the water thing is just great all around for like health and life and Wellness. Living. Um living. I actually had a shower thought earlier today that my body is made up of 70% water and 30% chocolate.
2: <laughs> Just felt it reminds like I needed me of to that, share that prompt, the shower thought you recently Yeah. Had.
0: <laughs> Literally. Um for me, the one thing that I've done that I, I really encourage everyone to do, and this is actually something that I've done, I probably missed 30 days total um since May of 2016 the day I graduated college, I have done a one second every day video.
1: Oh my God. Someone else I know does this too. It's so cool. And I wish I do it. I mean, I say I wish I do it. I could do it.
0: (laughs) You could do it. And you could start literally today. And the thing is, I didn't set out to say like, I'm going to do this every day for the rest of my life. Like, I guess it's been, it's been five years now, almost going on six. I just wanted to do it. I was like, okay, like, let's see if I can like, I just want to do this. Like I'll start. Cause I remember seeing people would do it for like different semesters or abroad. And I'm like, Oh, like I never did it for that. So I'm gonna just like do it and start today. And it has been the absolute greatest thing I've ever, ever, ever done in my life for myself. And it's so fun it's it's a really empowering thing to kind of look back and see how much I've grown how much I've changed it's also really emotional um because what I'll do is at the end sometime in each year usually around like November December time just because that's when I like have time and I'm feeling nostalgic I'll edit the video together so I can like see the whole year and then I'll like watch the previous years and stuff um but it's really wild to see like how my life has changed how my career path has changed how some friendships have changed um how relationships have changed. I mean, I really try and keep it as authentic to like who I am as a person. So it's like, I will see people I've dated in the past and people who have now, like I know that they broke my heart or like were cheating on me at the time. And it is a really like wild experience looking back at it. But it's also just like one of the most rewarding things because I'll see times where like, I knew I I felt like I was at rock bottom. Like I felt so depressed. I felt so down and I watch myself get back to a better place. And it's a, also a good reminder of like anytime, uh, if I ever feel that way again, it's like, I can literally watch myself come out of it and know that I will be okay. Um, and so going off of that, yeah, so highly recommend One Second Every Day to everyone. Um, there's an app you can download called One Second Every Day. And it also it like gives you push notifications that reminds you to take the video. Um, and yeah, highly and recommend. You have like you-
2: a what, like a six minute video at the end of the year? yeah, pretty much. That's, that's awesome. I, I love, love
0: that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like my, my favorite thing that I've ever done for myself truly. Um, but today. yeah, start today, January 4th, 2022. <laughs> um, so going off of that, one thing that I am kind of thinking about is like when I, I mentioned, like I can see like old relationships and stuff and, and know things that happened in the past. I can also think about the way that I was in my dating life back then. And one thing I really want to talk about in this episode is kind of figuring out how we can move forward in our dating lives, not necessarily in a way where like we have to change all of our behaviors to be like the perfect dater, the perfect partner in a relationship, but in a way where it's like, let's all make a conscious effort to be better in our dating lives for ourselves so that we can be more successful, so that we can feel better, so that we can get into healthier relationships and and be in healthier relationships. And so I want to kind of get into like different healthy dating habits that we can pick on and pick up on. And also like what this year is going to look like in dating. And so to start that off, um, I actually found some articles from OkCupid and Bumble with predictions about what 2022 is going to be like when it comes to dating. So I want to kind of read those out and, and get your thoughts on them. I know I have thoughts on them. Um, one is dating, daters will explore their sexuality more than ever. Thoughts.
2: Does this mean like dating, like explore their sexuality, like dating same sex? Or does it mean like, like exploring sexual fantasies?
0: They actually had both on the list.
2: Okay. I mean, I'm not (laughs) surprised. I feel like people are at least like, I like to think so and maybe it's the conversations that me and I have so often on our podcast and the podcasts like yours that we listen to, but I feel like people are so much more open to like learning about new things and to exploring themselves in general. And even like talking about sex in general, like I, I growing up, I don't know about you, but growing up, like I feel like I was rarely talked to about sex and I really wasn't, I didn't get like a ton of, I don't know, like sex education. And now I feel like people are way more, um curious or just more mm-hmm.
1: receptive to that so that definitely doesn't surprise me
0: for sure yeah yeah
1: I know I totally agree and I was going to say like the same thing like is it because we're in the conversation we're having the conversation and we believe like talking about sex is important like when I started listening to podcasts that were like openly talking about sex I'm like this is amazing like Carly and I have met, talked about this before like even our friend groups weren't like openly talking to each other about like their sex lives and of course like some things are private and you don't want to talk about but I think like Carly was one of the first friends I had like such honest conversations about my sex life when I started dating new people and like hearing the podcast talking to friends about it it just became such a more normal thing so I do like hope that that stat's kind of true and that people are just more comfortable also like how many people out there are, like, having bad sex? Like, we, that's something we talk about on our podcast in, like, tell your partner what you want. Like, have the conversations. It's not, like, weird or embarrassing to, like, say what you want and, like, explore those things if we're talking about, like, sexual compatibility or fantasies or whatever. I don't, like, exploring same-sex in, like in a relationship, like, great, I'm sure, like, that conversation and also, like, dialogue on social media and everywhere is just, like, making that so much more normal. And I'm hoping making people in that situation feel like empowered to do so. So I'm, for, I'm all for that stat.
0: Yeah, me too. I think whether or not it ends up being true, I think it's great that that's the prediction because that seems to be then where society is going and where culture is going. And I think we'd all be better for it for all of the reasons you guys both just explained. Um, the next one, which I am actually really excited to see is that money will matter less.
2: Yeah. How so? I can't picture, (laughs) picture, like, I mean, it would be great. Like, I'd love for money to matter less, but I
0: can't picture. I know. Well, I think it, I mean, I think it could be in a way of, like, money will matter less in a sense of like somebody's job or how much they make will matter less to you than like if they're happy. And I think that's something that like, I mean, with this year with like the great resignation, like everyone kind of realized like, okay, I, it doesn't really matter if I'm making like $10,000 more at this job than like another job I'd get in this field. Like I want to be happy. And so I think that might tie hands in hand with that. Um, I remember in Logan Urie's book, there was something about how if somebody is, let's say like five, eight, um, and the next person next to them is five nine. That person who is five eight has to make like forty thousand dollars more a year to be seen yeah, as I desirable that. as oh that part, that that guy who is five nine, which is fucking outrageous. Like, are you kidding me? But like, obviously that's true. There was like that was from an actual like research study, and like that is so crazy that that is what like society is. And so because of that, I'm really hoping that um, this is true.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it is, I think it's becoming cooler to like, love your job than it is to make a lot of money from your job. Like I would rather, if I was given the choice to be in a relationship with somebody who made a ton of money versus someone who just makes like a regular, like moderate livable amount of money, but is like super, super passionate. I mean, I'm not even just trying, I'm not just saying this, like, I would choose that person. I want to be with someone who actually loves what they do and is passionate versus somebody who just has a ton of money to spend.
1: For also, sure. Have you ever, like, been in a relationship with someone who hates their job? Because that's terrible. Like, that hatred and frustration and, like, stress from the whole day just, like, carries over into your relationship. So I don't recommend. But... Um, even, like, when I was in my 20s, like, younger, I was, like, I'm going to date, like, a really, really – like, I'm going to date someone in finance. And, like, so, that like, that – like, what skewed mentality is that? Because, A, financiers might suck. <laughs> and, two, <laughs> again, like, you want to be with someone who's just, like, happy in their job, not drained and stressed. And I totally agree with, like, what you're saying. You want yeah. someone who's just happy.
0: I'm laughing about like coming home and like them coming home from work and hearing how much their job sucked because I'm thinking back to like a very specific time in my life where I was really miserable at work and I feel really bad for every single one of my friends and my family members because all they ever heard about was how miserable I was and how upset like X, Y, and Z people made me and how much I wanted to quit. And they're like, so just quit. And I'm like, no, like, I can't, like, why would I ever do that? No, I'm just going to be miserable here forever. Like that was my mindset about it. And like, it, like, I'm, I think I'm thankful that like, I hadn't met my boyfriend now Jake until after that time period, because I I couldn't have been in like a good partner at that point in my life because I was so miserable at work. Um, okay, the next one is um, this one's from Bumble. People will be fine with being single.
1: I I mean I'm sure people are like you want companionship and finding a partner is a like, good for a lot of people if they want monogamy in a relationship or just a relationship in general will like want one. But I think that. At least I hope there's less stress on like timelines, less stress on forcing a relationship that's not happy. I'm hoping people are just wanting more of like an actual compatible partner than like just a body to fill the role of a relationship, which I've seen a lot of people do. Like I probably have done in my past, I think when you're young, you just like want a relationship. You want to like go through all those motions. So if that means like being single for a while until you find that person, i think would love to see that people are actually putting value on finding the right person for them and the right relationship for them, rather than just like wanting to date and wanting to have someone and wanting to force themselves into like bad situations or with people that just like aren't the right one for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think this sort of can also go
2: hand in hand with like self-love is like huge right now. And people, I love that people are talking more about like self-love and self-care and all of that. And I think that, That is how you can be comfortable being single and be happy being single. And I mean, this question is interesting for me because I mean, I am single and I have had such different thoughts about that throughout times in my life when I've been single, where like I am like coming out of a time where like I really like I loved being single and I like like, have had those periods. And that is because like I use that as a time to learn more about myself and to think about like what I actually want in a relationship and even like put that into practice in my day-to-day life. So like, do I want a relationship because I want to be like going out to dinner every night and I want someone to go on trips with and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, yeah, I do. I want those things. So then I start doing that on my own and like I plan, I've planned multiple trips over the past couple of years, like on my own and even like coming up into 2021. And I don't say that to tell you, like, if you're listening and you're single to tell you like, start doing those things that you want to do with a significant, significant other, do them by yourself. Like, because I want you to start thinking like you're never going to find that. And you might like, might as well get comfortable on your own. I honestly like truly believe that like, if you are bringing those things into your life and if you're finding more ways to like, if you want to be in a relationship because you want to be like in love and you just love, love, like, Think about the things and the people that you do love in your life and spend more time with them because the more that you like feel those feelings that you want in a relationship on your own, like the better chance you'll have of like actually bringing it into your life. So I feel like that, I mean, I'm not surprised at all by that being more of like a trend, people being happy, being single, because I just think that like it's showing that people are happy with themselves and more comfortable with who they are and just showing themselves like that self-love.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think it's funny how you said like in the beginning of what you were just saying, like self-love is such a big thing right now. It's it's a funny concept that it's a big thing now because it should have always been a thing. It should always forever be a thing, but that's not the case. And sometimes it is really hard to like come out and say like, I'm going to prioritize myself and I'm going to love myself and I'm going to put myself first because sometimes that could come across as like selfish or narcissistic or like you just care about yourself and you're like self-obsessed, but self-love is something totally different. And it's, it's really like prioritizing you in a way that makes you your the best version of yourself. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I, I love, Everything that you explained about, like what you've been doing and, and learning to do those things on your own because they're what make you happy. And I also think. That in doing that, you'll ultimately attract the right person who also enjoys doing those things and sees how happy that they make you and how comfortable and confident you feel doing those things on your own. And it's not easy. I mean, like I always said, like I like when I was single, I was like, why don't I like take myself out for a date night? And like I never did it because I was afraid. I'm like, what if people stare at me? Like I don't read. Like what? Am, I'm not going to bring a book. Like what am I going to do? Just be on my phone at dinner? Like what's the point of that? But like you have to like do like little baby steps and like do something, whether it's like going to get a drink at a bar going to a coffee shop or going to a new activity, like trying something new on your own just to get more comfortable in your own skin. And I think that's one of the biggest like gifts that quarantine gave me was learning to like love my own company and, and do things on my own. And um, I think that's something that I hope more people can can continue to learn and continue to do throughout this year. Um, Yeah. And you might
2: meet someone there.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. Okay. So moving forward in terms of this new year, obviously we're not saying like, let's set hard resolutions, but I think we can all find things from the past year that we did that people as A society did that we saw trending on social media, just like in culture that happened when it comes to like dating and relationships that maybe weren't the healthiest things to do. Um, And so I want to talk about a few of them and how we can kind of shift the narrative for this year. And the first one I want to start with is red flags. And I'm sure most of the people listening to this knows how how big of a trend red flags were in 2021 i mean they were everywhere (laughs) all people wanted to do was talk about red flags and like the red flags that they've ignored and it's like great we're all guilty of ignoring red flags like that's not a good thing and so like suddenly like our instagram feeds and everything in over the fall were filled with just like all of these terrible things that like we've allowed to happen to us and like accepted less than we deserve because of it and yeah it's fun to laugh it off but like I think it's really important to kind of take a step back and say like, okay, wait, like why did I ignore these things? And what are the red flags for me that I need to look out for in the future? Um, And so Carly, since you are out there in the dating world, um, why don't we start with you and what red flags you maybe saw or what red flags you saw on social media that like really grabbed your attention that you think are really important to avoid and steer away from moving forward?
2: Yeah, I think just, I mean, a a huge one is just somebody who is clearly not like emotionally available or even just available in general. Um, I think (laughs) just, uh, Lack of communication early on is like a really big red flag for me. And that it doesn't just mean like, oh, it should be, they should always be texting you or like someone who's like a quote, bad texter is a red flag. That just means somebody who isn't like being upfront with what they want and like what they need. Or in my opinion, like one of the biggest red flags that I look out for that I think maybe isn't like talked about that much is how like you feel after you spend time with the person And instead of, like, looking at them and watching them for their, like, red flags that you saw in, like, the latest Instagram or TikTok, um, leave and take an inventory of how you feel. Do you feel, like, drained or do you feel, like, super anxious? Because some people will obviously mistake that for, like, butterflies or, like, a spark or whatever it is. That anxious feeling, a lot of times it can be more than just nerves it can be like your gut telling you that there's something wrong here and that feeling of being drained that's not going to go away like the beginning is when you should be excited and when you should be in like that honeymoon phase and all of that um and so if you're already feeling like that person isn't bringing out the best side of you then I think that's a huge red flag and I have been in many of those situations like thinking especially in my like mid and early 20s like A lot of toxic relationships and all of them started with me already having sort of like that pit in my stomach and mistaking it for for like um, us having like a really sparky connection or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, 100%. I know I've been in that exact situation so many times too. And it it's hard to say like, okay, maybe this, like, I shouldn't feel like this. But it's like, we get so caught up in like, oh, but like, are they going to text me back? And it's like that excitement. And I'm actually talking to a friend of mine right now who just started going on dates with somebody who they actually feel like really comfortable with. And this person seems like super different from the people they've dated in the past where like, we literally wrote down all of the red flags of the people that she's dated in the past. And this person has literally none of them. And she's like, I don't know, like he told me that he likes me and that he's not seeing anyone else. But like, now I don't know how I feel like if maybe it's just like, boring or like, I don't, I just don't know if I like, like him that much. And I'm like, listen to yourself. Like, you were before he told you that he liked you, you were telling me how much you liked him. And before you told me that he told you that he liked you, you were telling me how great of a time you had with him and how comfortable and how safe you felt with him. And you're just not used to feeling this way. You're used to feeling anxious and wondering when they're going to text you and wondering if they like you. And so this isn't, it's not exciting because you don't have that chase and you don't have that anxiety, but that means that this is like healthy. And hearing you talk about how easy it is, like, that means that this is a good situation. Like, like you're saying, the beginning should be fun and exciting. And like, it should also be easy. And so I, I think that's something where the, the first time I ever actually like, paid attention to that was in the relation, like with the relationship I'm in now. And so like, thank God for that. Um, I also want to call out that you said like, a red flag for me. Is, were the words you used. And I think that is so, so important to emphasize because your red flags, even though we, I just said my red flags are were the same, but your red flags might be different from me as red flags and from my red flags. And like everyone has different red flags. And I think it's so important for each of us to kind of look back and and think back to our past relationships and our past dating situations and figure out what red flags we saw early on, what we maybe could have avoided, what doesn't work for us, and then pay attention to those. And even if it takes you like writing them down to remember and to check in after like each date with somebody new, do that if that's what's going to work.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about red flags today and it's like, it's such a like, it's an external thing we're like putting on someone else like oh they have a red flag they have this is a red flag this is a red flag and then thinking about like all the red flags I dealt with it's really like what are your boundaries and like exactly what you said like what is a red flag for you but I think the more you like let the red flags creep in and the more you have like if you ignored them in your past it was because you didn't establish like that boundary with yourself so I think it takes so much going inward and like I'm not going to accept this behavior and then This person, like, no longer has a red flag. This person's just not, like, serving me and I'm not going to entertain this relationship anymore. And I read something, like, if we all just stopped, if we all just stopped, like, allowing red flags and, like, allowing this behavior, like, would the behavior just stop? And it probably would because people wouldn't be, like, they wouldn't be able to, like, push the limits or they would have to be forced to change because they wouldn't be, like, no one would be accepting it. So I think it's just a lot of looking inward.
0: Yeah. I wonder, like, I mean, I know we're saying like, oh, like this person's red flags, that person's red flags, like, realistically, like, I'm covered in red flags, too. I just don't know what they are. Or maybe I do. (laughs) And I don't want to admit them to myself. But that and I think that's so important what you said about like, just figuring out what your boundaries are. Because, yeah, like, Like somebody might think that you have a million red flags and somebody else might think that you have zero red flags and it's because we're all unique individuals. And so what works for one person and the type of person that works for one person, isn't going to work for somebody else. And like, that is normal and that is a good thing. And that makes sense. And so, yeah, I think it's really like looking inward, like you said, and figuring out that, uh, figuring that out about you and figuring out what works. Um, so Mia, you are planning a wedding. Happy wedding year. That is so exciting. What has that process been like? And what do you think are some things that you can work towards in, in terms of like, I, I mean, everything I've heard about wedding planning and everything I see my friends go through is that it's just incredibly stressful. And I'm sure it's also been stressful, not knowing if like the world is going to shut down again because of COVID and stuff. So I just can imagine that it's like a clusterfuck of so much going on. And so I'm wondering what some of the struggles have been and like the stressors and if there are things that you think you can do and you and your partner can do together moving forward to alleviate some of that stress.
1: Yes, I have to say wedding planning for me like hasn't been bad. I think because I went into it thinking like I'm not getting stressed about this. This is supposed to be so fun. And Dan, my fiance and I like I want it to be fun for us. We are doing destination weddings. So I think the only stressor for me is like COVID and traveling and I I'm like an empath and like really sensitive and worry about other people a lot. So I'm like, is this too much for people? But I've tried to like say, no, this is my wedding, this is what we want. I don't like whoever wants to be there and celebrate with us will be there and that has made it better and like what will happen will happen. The terms of like planning, like I love it. I am such like a visual person. So like the planning has been so fun and Dan's been involved. So it's been just a fun, like bonding thing for us. I will say in like stressors, like wedding year, I'm just like starting to think more about our relationship and like I guess back in the end of 2021, Carly and I posted a conversations you should have with your partner before getting married, and I think that's so important, and I've started just because of the podcast, because of all the conversations we have about relationships and communication, and we're always working on bettering ourselves, I try to bring that into my own relationship. So I've been trying to like make us have really good communication, and whether that's being really like partners in the wedding planning process but also partners and gearing up towards being life partners so a lot of it like everything we say basically comes down to communication so I'm trying to like really make sure we have a solid communication and whether that's doing a lot of the work on my part in like my own therapy but I would also I would love for like Dan to explore therapy we can talk about that more I think like every couple should be in therapy but I don't know. I think it's a lot of what's going on in your own relationship. It is how you work together, how you communicate, how you partner. And I'm hoping like that is one of my 2022 resolutions is to just strengthen my relationship and be more patient and also try to look at a lot of like my own behavior. Like we're talking about like me looking inward to know like how am I showing up for Dan and how am I like... not be so one-sided I want to just be a little more self-aware which I think everyone can do so those are things like I'm doing in my relationship actively because I think about it like whether it's the podcast I just like think so much more about relationships and relationship dynamics and how we could be better so that's something I'm always working on but honestly everything's like been really great I'm so excited for the wedding like wedding planning's been fun I'm not stressed across your fingers that that stays the case I I don't know what's to come
2: well
0: that's hearing, incredible go for it. I'm
1: hearing in my head
2: um your communication is only good as the worst communicator in your relationship we had a guest yes. say that to us once <laughs> and it like sticks in my head so much because you and can maybe. be as great as you like you can be the best communicator in the world but if you're with somebody who isn't then your communication in your relationship isn't going to be good so I feel like that's key for you to keep in mind with like
1: uh, so, something like wedding planning specifically. And you can't, like, force someone else to, like, do the same work as you. So I could do all the work I want and, like, work on my communication. Unless you, like, t- force someone else to, like, literally go to therapy, You like, they need – also they need to get there on their own. So I, it's a lot of just patience. And I think in a relationship just being the best version of yourself and, like, how you want to be treated, it'll just, like, slowly – trickle to the other person and like how I approach conflict and conversation like even if I'm like learning these tips and tricks from like other podcasts or my therapist like Dan will start to see like how I handle things I'm not saying he's like terrible and not like he's just like not I, I don't know. I'm more like intuitive, and I'm in therapy. He's not a I podcast to, like, host that no. hears about like
0: relationships <laughs> and communication, all of these like things we can do all day long.
2: I hear you.
1: <laughs> he does think like every post that we post on mostly balanced about relationships is like secretly written by me only for him to read. He like th- thinks it's all like passive aggressive.
0: <laughs> we need um a support group for the significant others of podcast hosts.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, amazing that wedding planning has been so great so far. That's incredible. And I'm so excited for you. And it sounds like, I mean, Dan is really lucky to have you. And it sounds like the work that you're doing, he's like super receptive to. And though he hasn't gone to therapy yet, um, we'll forgive yeah. him. He that like, he, I'm sure him seeing you do it encourages and inspires him to look inwards and challenge himself more too. And I mean, it's, I love what you said about like, Wanting to have th- these important conversations this year while you guys are like planning your wedding and then getting married. Because I feel like we always hear about like, okay, people get engaged, then they get married. And then it's like, well, now what? It's like, well, now you like, this is life. Like, you have to build a really strong foundation in order to have a successful long term partnership and in, or- in order to have the life that you want together. And it's something that is always changing. It's something that. You're changing. He's changing, and you have to change together too. Your relationship is changing, and so I think that's incredible. Um, two questions: One, who said that quote about "you're only as good of a communicator as like the worst communicator in a relationship"?
2: One of our favorite guests ever, Mary Beth
1: Barone. Do you know? Amazing. Yeah, she's so great.
0: Yep, we love, love her. it. Okay, amazing. <laughs> My
1: delivery was just like "you're only as good as the." The best community. Or I don't know what was it. You're only getting community. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's, it's, it's so that.
0: true. It's so true. Um, my second question is, do you mind sharing some of those conversations that you should have with your partner before getting married? Welcome to 2022. It is a new year, and I know a lot of you have spent time coming up with New Year's resolutions and goals. And I have something that will help you accomplish all of those. And that something is mindset, wellness, CBD. Maybe you want to focus on that side gig you've been dying to start. Well, Mindset's Focus Gummies are here to help. Or perhaps you want to work on not overthinking after every date. First of all, I highly recommend that. Second of all, Mindset's Calm Gummies, they got you covered. They totally changed my dating life, and I promise you they will change yours too, especially for my anxious, anxious people out there. Whatever the situation is, Mindset Wellness is here to help you choose the mindset that you want so that you can be your best self. Head to mindsetwellness.com today. And for 2022, they even changed the Seeing Other People discount code. That's right. We went from 10% off to 20% off. So put in the code Seeing Other People at checkout and you'll get 20% off in free shipping and you will be one step closer to accomplishing all of those resolutions and goals that you set for yourself. Can't wait to hear how that goes.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, so we we love to post these kind of things on our Instagram. Like we posted one conversation stuff before moving in together. Um, And then before getting married, I feel like these ones to me are like just conversations you should have. Like, I mean, not everybody even wants to get married, but just with your partner when you're getting to the point where you're getting serious and you want to whatever that means for your future, settle down and have a life together. Um, And a lot of that does come down to just getting clear about what your like long-term goals are for the relationship. So my favorite one was what relationships or marriages do we actually like look up to, whether that's like friends, whether that's like, I don't know, your parents or like siblings or whatever that is, or even like someone on a TV show, obviously nothing's going to be like a movie, but just knowing being able to like identify those relationships that you, um, that you really look up to and talk with your partner about maybe what those things are in that specific relationship that you want to bring into your life together um and then even like what your plans are for things like well of course what your plans are for kids like if you want to have kids but going deeper into that like what will you guys how will you navigate it if like it turns out that you can't have kids or like where do you want to raise your kids those conversations that we just like to bring to the table because they can be difficult to have. And while some of them sound pretty like basic, like how will we share finances? Will we do a prenup? Like those things, they sometimes like don't, you don't have those conversations (laughs) and then you get Mm -hmm. down the road, uh, years and it's time to have kids and maybe one of you wants three and the other one doesn't want any, like those are just things that are really important. I think to bring up, um, before you get married for sure.
0: Yeah. I I like how you said that it seems so like simple, but it seems so simple because you assume that your partner is on the same page as you. And if you've never talked about it before, you have no right to assume that. And they might be assuming that you're, that you're on the same page as them and you're absolutely not. And then you're going to be upset that they assume that. And so you have absolutely nothing to lose by having these conversations. And I love exactly the types of conversations that you mentioned, because those really are the conversations that, If you're trying to plan a life with somebody, you need to be having because guess what, if let's say, if let's say like I want three kids and Carly wants zero kids, then like me and Carly should not be getting married. And yes, that would suck to find out, especially like, if we're engaged already, that would really suck to find out. But wouldn't it suck to find that out? After we're married? and then be like well shit like this like we're not going to agree here we neither of us are going to compromise okay so now we have to get divorced and start all over So yes, have those conversations. Yeah, (laughs) even
2: like what kind of lifestyle do you want? Like, do we want to be a couple that goes out once a week? Do we want to be a couple who's like cooking dinner together? Or do we want to like live in the suburbs, live in the city? What kind of sex life do we want? Like, that's something that maybe you feel like you already know by that point. But maybe you don't. There's going to be times like when you do have kids or like when you've been like married for 10 years. Like, what do you want that to look like? Are you somebody, maybe you feel, maybe you're somebody who, has like a really high sex drive and you want to have sex like every single night your partner only wants to have sex once a week like those are things that happen with every single couple nobody has the same sex drive so what does that mean for you guys does that mean that like you're going to need more time alone so that you can handle those needs on your own or like what is that going to look like i feel like those conversations like might feel uncomfortable even with someone you've been dating for a few years but they're super important
1: yeah Yeah, and i like how we said like whether it's marriage whether you want marriage or not i think these conversations are just so important to always be evaluating and also when you get the answer like listen to it because i also think a lot of people see a lot of these differences and just think like oh when like in a year it will change or when we get married it'll change i think it's so important to find these things out and just really hear and understand like what your partner wants out of life and Respect that without trying to change them. I one of the ones that I love too was like what your individual and uh, combined goals are because I think when you come together as a marriage, like yes, you are talking about your marriage as or your relationship combines like your kids and where you live, but it's also so important not to lose that sense of yourself. So how are you going to like still maintain like who you are? Like what are my own career goals? Where do I like? Is there a place I've been dying to live my whole life and Or is there like some new like passion project I want? Like how is my partner going to support me? Is there going to be compromise there? Like how can we both grow like kind of parallel together and hopefully on the same page? So I think it's so important to have them and understand like early on if this isn't going to be compatible. Even if it's like this long shot like thing you want in the future, if you kind of get an inkling this isn't going to be someone that's going to support you, like pay attention to that.
0: Yeah, life only gets harder as you get older. Um, I think that's something I've learned. I mean, I'm still, I'm 27. I'm still young, but like I, every year that you get older life really does get harder. Um, you know, more people who have passed away, you know, more things about like your parents and their health issues, or you might even lose a parent or something really traumatic might happen to somebody who you really care about. Like just and like, and then of course it's like finances and and then that gets even crazier when you have kids and everything. It's just like the, the older you get, the harder life gets. And so the more you can be on the same page about you as a, as a unit, but also you individually and them individually and, and what your goals are. Like, I love that you brought that up. I think that is just so, so important. Something that we forget. I know, like, I, I feel like people, when they think about like Oh, like relationships. Like I know like my mindset, I think when I was single was like, I just want to find a relationship because like, I want to feel loved. And like, I have so much love to give and I want to give that to somebody. And like, I just I want that so badly because I see everybody else have it. And like, that's what I want. And it's like, now getting into a really like a serious relationship. And it's been almost a year now. It's like, well, yes, there's that aspect. But then there's like, him supporting me when I need help and when I'm struggling with something and then me supporting him when the roles are reversed and he needs help and he's struggling with something. And it's like, those things are only going to be more and more apparent and more and more routine and like happen more and more often as the years go by. And so, yeah, I mean, all of these things are just amazing skills that that we can build and that we can use to build a really strong foundation. So I love that. And yeah, also I love your guys' social content. Like, you understand I'm always blown away at your posts and like everything you bring up like nine, like ways, like six signs, like all these different things. I feel like I learned so much from them and they're so well thought out. They're beautiful. So guys go, is it, is it at mostly balanced or mostly balanced podcast, podcast, right?
2: Podcast. Yeah.
0: At mostly balanced podcast, go follow them. I'm not even kidding. Like you're going to be obsessed. Um, so, Speaking of being mostly balanced, I want to hear from each of you what your tips are or what has worked best for you for people you know in terms of staying really mentally, physically, emotionally healthy. Because when it comes to dating and and relationships and showing up as our best selves, it like we kind of started this episode out, it's really important to be in a good place in all of those aspects of life and in order to really feel good about going on dates to feel good about getting into a relationship so I'm curious what your general like tips and tricks are for being in the best state of mind or the best state of you actually let's say the best state of you
2: yeah it's such an important thing to talk about and I feel like it's it's so true like if you if I am having like a week or a few weeks or a month or whatever it is that I'm feeling just like blah, like maybe I'm not working out as much, or maybe I've just been like not eating as healthy or whatever it is, I'm going to be less inclined to like go on the dating apps and schedule a date for that week because I'm feeling like not feeling that great about myself. So that like, it does all come together, but at the same time, like you can't wait to be feeling like that best version of yourself. Like you can't wait to be, if you're somebody who wants to go out and meet people or you want to, um, like, yeah, if you want to like get out into the dating world, just because you're having like an off day or an off week doesn't mean that you should just like put that on the back burner. I think there's like a difference between taking a break because you truly need it and taking a break because you're just like not motivated and you're feeling sorry for yourself. So for me, I've like really, really made an effort to like know the difference between those two. I used to be on Hinge for like two weeks and then I would delete it because I would just be feeling like just annoyed with it and feeling like I wasn't like my best self and I shouldn't be out meeting someone right now anyway because I don't like my job or whatever it was at the time. Um, and now I'll make sure that I feel it dating burnout is real. So I'm not saying don't take a break because I myself have needed a break, but what that looks like for me is just not going on the apps for a couple of days. Like you don't have to delete it and just like call off dating for the next two weeks, just because you're feeling down. Um, I think that Paying attention to how I speak to myself is really, like, really, really key in all of those areas. So, like I said earlier, like, if I miss a workout, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. If I eat really unhealthy for a weekend, I'm still going to eat the next day. I'm just going to try to eat healthier and make healthier decisions. If I feel like I'm having, like, I don't know, I feel like we all have, like, an ugly day. <laughs> like, you feel, like, that <laughs> about yourself. You don't. And, like, maybe you have a date that night. Like, just remember you're the same person you were yesterday. You're bringing so much more to the table than, like what like how like how you feel about your appearance there's just so many things that go into it and it's all such like a mind thing like I think just even turning around your narrative inside your head can make you feel different
0: yeah without a doubt I'm cracking up about having an ugly day because I feel like that's something we all experience but nobody ever talks about it no. like oh nobody yeah nobody ever talks totally about the feeling like of like having like we always talk about like oh like I, I have like a fat day of course but like nobody ever talks about like an <laughs> ugly day and <laughs> There's nothing worse than an ugly day.
2: I hate it. And you could yeah. have like a really good day the day before, and then you have an ugly day, and you're like, hey, did I there's no, and there's, overnight? There's nothing you
0: can do either. Like, no amount of makeup, like any like, hair, whatever, like nothing's gonna fix it. It just, it just has. You have to wait till the next day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just, there's you nothing need you can do. Focus on your other qualities. <laughs> yeah. No. That's so true. I like when I think about my wellness too, like overall balance, like nothing's ever like perfect all at the same time. And we talk about this too. Like balance in and of itself is like focusing on like certain things each day. Like you don't have to focus on everything every day. And to me, like I used to do those things where I would like beat myself up if I like missed a workout because I was tired because I'm not a morning person I'm like when I was in class pass I'm like forcing myself to go to like berries then like I kind of reframed like what's like my healthy being healthy for me and like my state of mind is like what puts me in a good mood and makes me like really happy and like showing up as like my most happy best self to other people so I realized like that's not berries that's not like I was forcing myself to just like do these things I thought were healthy. I'm like, what are the best workouts I should be doing? And like, what are these foods I should be eating? As soon as I like threw all of that out the window, and I think it was honestly like COVID when I just literally had all this time to like sit home with myself and like make my life what I wanted it to be. Like, workout whenever I want, whatever workouts I want. Every workout is available. Like, eat whatever I want, whenever I want. Like, work physically, work at a desk wherever I want. So that like all that time just gave me freedom to kind of sit with myself and realize like when am I actually in a good mood and I think in terms of like I think I've been thinking about this a lot too like in terms of relationships because I live with Dan and we have lived together and seen each other every minute of every day for like over a year I was even thinking about this like wow I used to like remember early relationship days I'd like put on makeup and like like, shower and perfume and, like, blow out my hair whenever I saw Dan. I'm like, now he sees me, like, literally (laughs) at my worst all all the time. So I was just, like, laughing about that. Dan sees all my ugly days. But I think it's, like, I still, like, show up in a good mood because I'm kind of framing my day in how – is going to make me feel happy and like if I miss a wor- I know what you know what makes you happy if you had like you miss a workout or you like slept really late or you like did all these things that make you feel bad you know what you did that makes you feel like lethargic or in a bad mood or irritable so just the next day like be better and I think about that in terms of like living with someone all the time because who like you want to live live with someone who's in a good mood like when Dan isn't I said I was an empath earlier but like when Dan's irritable or in a bad mood, or he's having a bad day, that affects me so much. So I try to like, I kind of catch myself. I'm like, I'm being a terrible person right now. I'm irritable. I'm in a bad mood. I'm snapping at him for no reason. So I try to like fix those things because I know how like that is affecting him. You live in the same like four walls as me. So like it all just comes down to like, what are the things I'm going to do to like make myself feel better so I could show up and be happy and in a good mood myself, but also that I'm making it, like, livable and fun for this other person who's with me all the time. Yeah. So
0: true. One thing that you guys don't know, you guys have had a very lasting impact on me since the first time we recorded when I came on Mostly Balanced earlier this year, where you asked what my favorite self-care ritual was, and I said coloring. And you guys were, and, like, it was just the first thing that came to mind, and you guys were like, wait, oh, my God, that's so funny. Like, never thought of that as self-care before. And... I hadn't either. It was just like the first thing that came to my mind of like this is what I do when I need like me time and it makes me happy and like I think after putting the term like self-care to that when you guys asked I was like oh my god like this really is what I sometimes need to do for me to like reset my mind or really like transition out of like a really stressful day. I mean like I know like you said like if you're in a bad mood you're like I'm irritable like I don't like why should he have to be around me when I'm in a bad mood like I even texted Jake like last week and I was like you know what like I'm in a really bad mood I don't want my bad mood to rub off on you like we'll hang out tomorrow night instead like I'm just gonna call her (laughs) And I did. And that's like what I needed to do. Um, so thank you guys for that. Cause you made me realize that that is something that is like really so important to me beyond just like a little hobby or like something to do to pass the time. Like it really makes me feel like my best self. Um, this
2: is so perfect because I remember that conversation and you also said, you also said listening to a song that you love like over and over again was a self-care thing. And yep. ever Wild since coloring. then, I'm like, wait, that is self-care. And I, I do that. And so it's so funny to like reframe those things and think of it as self-care. It's just something you love to do. That makes yeah. you yeah.
0: feel good. Anything can be self-care. And me, and yeah, I also love what you said about like, if you feel a certain way, like if you feel down about something or you don't feel good, like one day, like you, you can figure out what you did to make yourself feel not good. Um, whether it's like Mm -hmm. being lethargic or feeling like, Oh, like you didn't eat well the night day before, like whatever it may be. It's like, it's in our control. You guys, like like
1: we're responsible. Were you with someone that drained you?
0: Yeah. I think
1: just like figuring out like what, how do you feel? Like actually ask yourself, how do I feel? And like, why do I think I feel this way? It's like a cha- game changer of a question. Yeah, like
2: you're your own red flag. <laughs> you yep. have to like, gauge yourself.
0: <laughs> Literally, run from your own red flags, not towards <laughs> them. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> I started laughing to myself because as you said something Mia before, I said something funny to myself. Where you're like Dan sees all my ugly days. Like, yeah, get yourself someone who loves you on your ugly days. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Go all on a date on your ugly days. Cause like yep. they're going to see him eventually. So yeah. might as well just start I, with it. Yeah. I remember
0: the first time that Jay came over to my apartment, I think it was probably like maybe our seventh or eighth date or something. We were going to order in sushi with my roommates. And I was like, should I just not put on makeup? Like I'm going to be in like leggings and a sweatshirt. Like I'm just not going to put on makeup. This is me. Like he's going to see me for me sooner or later. And I think that actually made me feel really good where like it it wasn't even at the forefront of my mind like I wasn't thinking about it when he was here but then after I was like oh like I was just totally me that entire time and like I didn't think twice about it and I loved that
1: one of the like first times I ran into Dan like before not first one of the times I ran into Dan before we were dating but I guess it was like he was like interested in me I like went out I was in leggings I was in a sweater I was in snow boots I was wearing no makeup I had like a bag of crafts with me (laughs) Like, just I feel like the go if you're just you don't have to like you don't have to like pamper yourself and like make this this big event like just show up as you and like someone's gonna someone's gonna love it.
0: Yeah, even if it's your ugly day. I need to stop talking <laughs> about ugly days I'm just so <laughs> stuck on it um, okay thank you both so much for being here thank you so much for helping me and seeing other people kick off 2022 I am so happy about everything we talked about I'm so excited and where can everybody find you both I know we already said mostly balanced podcasts on Instagram but where can everyone hear the podcast find each of you and anything else you want to shout out
2: Yeah, you can hear the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts Spotify, Apple, Mostly Balanced Find us on Instagram at Mostly Balanced Podcast And then the link in our bio takes you anywhere you want to go In terms of listening to the podcast, going to our website And all that, yeah, that pretty much sums it up
1: Yeah, we have episodes every Monday Usually really fun guests, Carly teased it in the beginning But like spirituality, fitness, relationships, career stuff Like personal development some solo episodes if you loved hearing from us so check us out and follow us on instagram come come over and hang out
0: go hang out please or else i dare you that's your your new not resolution, new resolution. but yeah it's a, you know what fine <laughs> let it be your resolution we'll accept that as a new year's resolution
2: <laughs> <laughs> love thank it thank you All right. so much for having us of thank course. you so much thank you